Hello, everybody. This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast of Hashtag Life Goals. Each week, we go over one of our Hashtag Life Goals, and we look at what steps we need to take to make those goals our reality. So come join us. It's going to be fun. doing you having a fine day i hope so <laughs> uh, my name is chelsea wingo and this is the first episode of hashtag life goals and i am joined by my lovely friend and partner in crime amy covell hey guys so how are you doing amy you doing all right i'm good i'm excited the show has been a long time coming it yeah it has it has been i still kind of can't believe we're doing this but you know roll with the punches Let's go with it, shall we? No, it's a new year, Mm -hmm. new goals, Mm -hmm. new exciting things going on in our lives. To give everybody some context, uh, Chelsea and I met three years ago. I mm-hmm. was still working my day job, as it were, as a retail manager, and mm-hmm. I hired Chelsea to work in one of my stores. And I still kind of don't understand how I got the job because, one, it was a dual interview, so I was with someone, which made it even more terrifying. Secondly, I was with another Chelsea, which... Spelled differently, though. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Did she have it spelled differently? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She said her parents couldn't spell it the way that you spell it because that did not become <laughs> accepted until after Clinton was president and he had a daughter, Chelsea oh. Clinton. She spells it the way your name is spelled. Interesting. Politics get in the way of everything. C-H-E-L-S-E-Y. Why? Oh, the improper way. No, no shade whatsoever. It's Chelsea's a great name. Okay, and then third, she also had a resume where she was a costume designer for many different shows and she was going back and forth. So yeah, I I, I don't know what she she saw in me, but somehow I got the gig. (laughs) I know even though the other Chelsea seemed like a perfect fit, uh, you were also a great fit. So I did hire actually both Chelsea's. Mm-hmm, she I was did. hiring from multiple stores. So I hired um, them for two different stores. So nobody got confused. And mm-hmm. I put our Chelsea here in with the team that I felt she'd fit best in. She had a bubbly personality. She was a little kooky. Oh, you're so and sweet. so was oh, my kooky. team at that store. <laughs> They were wild, outrageous, but I knew my customers would love her. Yeah, so I basically was in the team with other kooks, but <laughs> it, it, it was very true. I felt, I felt like I fit in pretty well with everybody else, and we got into some shenanigans such as when, uh, oh, funny story, our tradition would be when the new clothes would come in, even if we were working our shifts, we would try the clothes on and have a fashion show and take photos. And then I would come into the store, and they're like, look, boss, look what we did. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah, no, exactly. She tried to put on a nice, you know, smile and be like, okay, about it but in the back of her head. I'm pretty sure she was like, what are they doing? <laughs> Why are they being professional? You should be for our customers. Yeah. Just stop, please. But you know what? I love Chelsea. I loved my team. And that was how I met Chelsea. And I'm really glad that I did. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. And let's fast forward to today. Okay. Yes, please. And we are doing hashtag life goals because we have now abandoned our day jobs Uh. in pursuit of our dream jobs. Chelsea, what's your dream job you are pursuing and what are you doing now? Uh, Loaded question. Where do I start? Okay. Um, Dream job. I am someone that I would love to write and direct. Like so many creative people out here in Los Angeles I, I am a big storyteller and I find my passion in 
contributing to big projects to kind of tell stories and put them on the screen for people to see. So I love writing. I love directing. I've written and directed two short films recently. Uh, one that was in the Los Angeles Script and Film Festival. So that was fantastic. Yeah, we went to that together. It was fabulous. Yeah, no, it was great. We saw some interesting stuff there as well. We absolutely <laughs> did. And I have to say the Q&A was hilarious. Oh, goodness. Sorry. I get very insecure. So I was just trying to be like, put on a presence. Put on a good show. Try to answer as best as possible. And I see Amy in the corner just kind of like her shoulders going up and down and kind of giggling at The me. most adorable part was when you name dropped some of our friends that own production companies. <laughs> well, I have to give them credit because it was all collaboration effort. Anyway, moving on. So that one was in a film festival. We have another short film that is in post-production right now that's coming along. And currently I'm working on a third, which, you know, maybe you'll hear more about as this podcast goes on. It's coming. Don't worry. Yes, it is. But anyway, so that's Dream Job. And right now, it's it's honestly a juggling act at this point. I am trying to get more work in freelance editing because that's another passion of mine. I love putting clips together to you know tell a story or help promote a brand or kind of get that visual aid out there. I love being in the editing room. It's so much fun. I'm also a TA at UCLA for the professional screenwriting program. I'm also taking the course as well, kill two birds with one stone, and then just trying to get whatever other job I can get, you know, walking dogs and kind of helping move stuff, anything to help put food on the table and live that wonderful struggling artist's life. Mm. Girl, it's all about the side hustle. <laughs> it is. In all honesty, you need two or three jobs in order to like stay alive out here. Yeah. And we will be talking about <laughs> side hustles next week. So yeah. no, stay tuned for that. All right. Enough about me, Amy. What about you? What's your dream job and what are you doing right now? Well, I'm currently pursuing a career as an assistant director in the film industry, but I also produce and do production coordinating. I currently have a feature and a reality television pilot that are both seeking distribution. I have several short short films in post-production and two in pre-production slated to be filmed this spring. See, she already has a leg up above me so high. She's like halfway up to Mount Everest and I'm all the way rock bottom. To be fair, I am seven years older than you, Chelsea, so I've had a leg up on you since the day you were born. Uh, yeah, that's just very true. I'm just comparing myself to you and be like, why am I not there yet? You know what? That's okay. I am someone you should look up to. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing either. <laughs> and honestly, you do feel like you're my big sister and I appreciate that because I'm the big sister in my family, so it's nice to kind of have you know, that older sibling. Man. And I'm a baby in my family, so it's great to it be a big perfectly. sister to somebody. <laughs> All right. And then just for clarity, context, assistant directing, it's sort of like a producer like that, like with planning everything out and kind of like that. Or So they follow along the same career path. So in the film industry, you know, it's a misconception that assistant directors are who becomes directors. But in actuality, it's more likely that a script supervisor will become a director because their focus is on the script, on the lines, mm -hmm. whereas an assistant director eventually becomes a producer. Both of them deal with a lot of logistics, scheduling. A producer deals with the budget as well and a lot of the high-level stuff like hiring and positioning okay. the film, marketing it. Um, finding it distribution but the producer they will tell you like say how many days it's going to take to shoot the film and then they'll break that down by the locations and the actors and be like okay we're going to be at the house shooting those scenes for three days mm -hmm. you have the actors on these two actors on this day these ones on these days 
And then the assistant director takes that schedule and they break down even further. So they control the schedule for the day while the producer controls the schedule for the entire shoot. So within the schedule for the day, the assistant director decides what scenes are going when and what shots and in what order. They're also the main point of contact for all of the cast and crew when it comes to scheduling, and they're in charge of safety on set, as well as a myriad of reports that get sent out. Interesting. So uh, apologies. I'm going into the nerdy aspect of kind of relation. Um, So producer is kind of like the walkthrough of a video game book that you get for a very popular game, and then the assistant director is like for each chapter, each mission, each, um, you know, thing that you need to do to get the gold star of achievement. Is, is it fair to say that? Yeah, I'd say that that metaphor totally works. Yes, score one for me. <laughs> I need to have some positivity. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. We're both now, um, we've abandoned the regular jobs, and now we're trying to achieve our dream jobs. And because of that, we spend a lot of time together, maybe maybe more often than we should but it's it's all good fun because we talk about a lot of things over phone over text yeah. driving in the car we're always bouncing ideas off of each other we're giving each other feedback advice as we navigate the film industry and then sometimes those lead to some personal stuff that we go through. I mean, I've definitely um, um, called Amy at three in the morning. It's like, I need help. I don't know how to get through. She needed a mommy to step in, and hers is 3,000 miles away. Yeah, unfortunately. Hi, mom. How are you doing? Love you so much. Hi, you Mrs. too, Dad. Bye. <laughs> so, yeah, we we're talking about kind of all these different things, and then we were kind of thinking about, hmm, we have all these broad, big goals that we have in mind, but we're like, how are we going to get there? Uh, like, what steps do we take? Do we do this direction? Do we do that? It's, it's a little all over the map. So we thought maybe we would sit down together weekly to kind of start to tackle them one by one and see how we can progress forward with the podcast. Hashtag life goals. And enter hashtag life goals. <laughs> Every week, Chelsea and I will address a topic that relates to our life goals, our career goals, our relationship goals, personal growth goals, health and wellness goals, uh, travel goals, mental health goals, and what the heck are we doing goals? <laughs> exactly. So we're going to go through all of our goals and really break down what we want out of life and what do we need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. On many of the episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest to weigh in and share their thoughts, Ooh, fun. experience, and expertise. That's going to be very fun because, um, side note, I'm definitely going to need it. But I'm very excited to be talking with other people and seeing their stories and their personal growth and how they got there. Maybe think mm-hmm. and take from that how I can apply it to my own life and everybody else that was listening. Because you know, it's all about collaboration, is it not? It is absolutely about collaboration. And together, we are going to explore our hashtag, hashtag life goals. Our first segment today, this first episode is really about you guys getting a chance to know me and Chelsea, mm-hmm. and we're this episode's called Hashtag Goal Setting. It is a chance for us to really kind of talk about our broad goals. As our first episode, <laughs> we have a lot to cover, and we need to set you up to take this journey with us. Mm-hmm. Definitely, for sure. I mean, we have, I know I have so many things that I want to achieve, and I kind of just... Like I said, I have a big juggling act and trying to figure out like, what am I going to go for this day or what I'm going to, it's literally a pick and choose what's your focus in each day. And sometimes it's a little hard. So I'm just like, unsure of like kind of what to do. I mean, what are your kind of things? So that's what this is about. It's reigning in our focus. So today we're going to talk about 
our life goals in a few broad categories and what our goal for this year for 2019 is around those goals mm-hmm. and then hopefully that'll get us closer to achieving them when chelsea and i were discussing the concept for the show i shared with her that i'm trying to get hyper focused on my goals i want to cut out the clutter from my life i want to quit taking jobs that don't work towards my career goals or distracting myself with things that suck up my time but don't further my career or enhance my enjoyment of life. Yeah, um, that sounds very well thought out and well educated and let's see how I follow up with it. Um, (laughs) I'd say I have uh, that my goals are in a way a little bit similar to Amy's that I do want to be able to focus on jobs that are more towards my career path rather than um, you know taking whatever I can to make money. I think my main thing though is that I tend to overstimulate myself a lot. Like I'm the per- I'm the sort of person that will be on her phone on an app. I also have my computer out in front of me, maybe writing something up. I'll also be listening to music at the same time, and then I'll also be watching like Google Chromecast, YouTube on the TV. So I'll be doing four things at one time. Honey, you only have two ears and two eyes. For some reason, my brain just goes into multitasking. It'll be like I'm gonna do this, this, this. I'm gonna tackle everything all at once. And but- how's that working for you? Well, what happens is that when that does happen, I'm like, I'm going to tackle everything, I can do it, um, I tire myself out very easily. And, um, but the reason that I think I fall into overstimulating and providing so much um, noise around me or kind of like when I'm focusing on work is that I, I technically have a disability. It's a learning disability called auditory processing disorder, APD for short. And basically what it is is that there are some synapses or wires in my brain that don't work fully or they aren't functioning properly. And what happens is that a lot of audio that comes in, such as if I'm at a bar or if I'm at a concert or someplace really, really loud, it's hard for me to focus, like filter everything out that's next to me and focus on what needs to be said or what right. I need to focus so on in a conversation. our brains naturally filter the noises around us. That's mm-hmm. why you don't even here if a no- if a room is really quiet you may not even notice that the refrigerator's running or there's a grasshopper sitting outside mm-hmm. uh, because your brain filters those things out so with chelsea it's mm-hmm. i like to describe it as dyslexia but for the ears yeah no definitely cuz even like right now i'm hearing like uh, something running behind me i'm hearing kind of like the noise echoing in my brain like hearing a little bit of like outside but especially at a bar and those places it gets worse because then yeah. i can hear this person's drunk conversation here and the order going over there and the tv going on behind it's just it's hard to focus so it's really important for you to learn how you're going to focus not just your goal setting yeah but how do you focus your energies when you're combating all of yeah that? because then when i'm working sometimes in the silence i'll either have of like I'll either like hear like the noises outside my apartment or whatnot so I think oh to filter that out I'll plug in some earphones and I'll listen to music Something that's louder than all the other things exactly so then I can just focus on one thing while I'm doing work but sometimes I get too cocky with it and be like mm-hmm. oh I can like watch this while I do this and I do that and I say I have a lot of work to do which in a way it always sounds a bit like an excuse but at the same time I do I just always plan it for me a long time because I know I overstimulate and then I get tired throughout and I need a break and I come back. So I just need to be able to focus my time in kind of, I can do this, break away from this, not 
ingest so much media and whatnot because I feel like I want to take in everything when it has to be one at a time. I only have one life and I don't want to make it completely stressful by trying to take on everything at once. So we're going to work together and learn how we can streamline these things. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, we're going to get into hashtag goal setting. Oh, this is going to be interesting and fun. Okay, so I've picked five categories in my life to focus my goal setting on. Career, relationships, health and wellness, future family, and personal growth. And I'll be honest, I basically just copied those same categories, but I wrote my own personal ones, so they're definitely going to be different. Don't worry, I'm not going to try and copy her, even though I love her very much. <laughs> okay, do you want to start or should I? Uh, you, you know what? You're probably going to have better answers than me, and I'm going to be a little all over the place, so maybe you should start, so that way I have a little bit of a structure, and I'm not just going... Point A, point C, point 2.56. Honey, I'm an AD. I'm all about structure. <laughs> it's what I need. Okay, so my career goals. We're going to start there. Mm -hmm. All right, broad goals. As I mentioned, I want to work as an AD, as a first AD. So mm -hmm. my goals are to join the union and work as a first AD. And I want to continue to be able to produce short films and independent features. Hmm. Now, my goal for this year. So... To get into the union, I need 520 days on set. What? Yeah. Sorry, even I'm calculating this, in my head right now. Just <laughs> even if what I did was a normal nine to five day job, that would mm -hmm. still take a year and a half to do. Mm -hmm. But in the film industry, that's not how it works. You're not on set every day. Not even every day not even five days a week you know projects vary the length of a project varies mm -hmm. you know you'll go they say it's feast or famine so there's you know breaks between projects so <sighs> i currently so true i currently have like 120 days well that's a good that's good yay yeah so 400 to go right Whew. <laughs> okay um so mm -hmm. i need to work another so my goal this year is to work another 100 eligible days for union qualification you'll get there it takes most people about five to six years to join the DGA. That mm -hmm. is the Directors Guild of America. That is the union for both directors and for assistant directors. So I'm, you know, this is year two of me really focusing on my union days. Mm -hmm. So I'd say I'm on par to be able to join the union, you know, in the next four years. Yeah, you're going to get there. I'm pretty sure you are. I have faith in you. I have confidence. Oh, thanks. Confidence in, I was going to say my little ingenue, but that might be more, I think it might be reversed. I, that would be reversed, honey. <laughs> you would be reversed. my little ingenue. Uh. <laughs> but you're already my little sister, so I don't want you to be my ingenue too. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, let's, sis. Let's, let's, tell me about your career goals. Oh, gosh. Okay. So the broad, we've already discussed um, directing, writing, um, editing. That would be really cool to involve in. Uh, for broad, I would love to be able to make a living off of you know, going from project to project and being creative and that, because I love storytelling. I love being passionate about bringing something I have, you know, faith in, or I think is a really good message, you know, to life. So whatever way possible, but it would be really cool to kind of go from project to project because I have sort of done the office day job. I worked in a production media company slash client management company. I interned there and then I also worked there as a receptionist and as much as, you know, things are changing all around you, it's sort of like the same thing every single day. And I've been finding myself that I love, 
I sort of like change. I like tackling on different things. I like how we, for the short films that we've worked on together, it's been a different thing every single time, even though the fundamentals and basics are the same. Regardless, it's just different approaches and different ways right. of kind of Because I also do producing, I have multiple projects going on at once. I'm mm -hmm. typically only assistant assistant directing one project at a time. Yeah. But as a producer, your job starts when the script is written mm -hmm. all the way through when not just an audience first sees it, but yeah. when the project reaches distribution. So mm -hmm. it would be impossible for me to only be on one project at a time yeah. because that's a large commitment. Yeah, no, exactly. And I kind of like being like on multiple projects at once. I just, I like variety and change. Like the regular day-to-day mm -hmm. -day office job, I understand that it is very fundamental and very important, you know, to, but it's just, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, in a year, my main goal, aside from finishing the third short film that I have, this year I really, really want to try to be become financially independent. My lovely parents, they are such saints and they're such angels. They have helped me a lot to come out to Los Angeles and be able to help me stay out here for as long as I have. And I'm very grateful and thankful for that. But at the same time, I understand that I need to start, you know, making enough to be able to afford the living that I want, to afford to buy the things that I want. So I really want to become more financially independent, kind of get my budgeting and spending under control along with getting more jobs to be able to, you know, pay back with what they're helping providing and supporting. Right. And it's also a little bit more helpful now because now my brother is actually out here in Los Angeles. Hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, Chappy. Hey, Chap. <laughs> and so now we're living together, which is a little bit helpful regarding with rent and such. But still at the same time, I would just like to become more financially independent so that way I can afford officially to buy the things that I need or to be able to pay rent without any help whatsoever. Yeah, it takes time. I mean, yeah. I left, you know, I left my day job a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm finally getting to a point where I am working enough that... I'm not always relying on my side hustles to fill in the mm -hmm. gaps. No, that's great. And um, I am financially independent and am not leaning on other people as much for finance, financial assistance. But it's a struggle to get there. Like mm -hmm. the first six months was so hard. Like, yeah. Uh, even with the side hustles, I felt like I just wasn't making it. Yeah. But, you know, you got to stick to it. So. Yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, even leaving the regular job, I would do temp jobs here and there. And then when that temp job, when I came to uh, doing the UCLA program to TA and also take it, I stepped away from the temp gigs. But now at this point, depending on what happens in the next couple of weeks, I might have to do temp gigs again to be able to afford that. But you know what? It's all going to be in a way to hopefully become financially independent and yeah. you know not rely on other people all right so we're going to move on to our next category then which is going to be relationships which i'm so excited to talk about <laughs> at least someone is <laughs> okay relationships my broad goals mm -hmm. are i want to find a life partner and get married reasonable my year goal is I want to say yes to more social events to increase my chances of meeting a potential partner. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to meet a partner and get married if I don't go out and meet people. Mm -hmm. And I tried the online dating thing and it was absolutely not for me. I was filled with so much anxiety. I 
I would be an absolute wreck by the time I even finished going through my inbox of people that had sent me messages. Yeah, I, it gives me so much anxiety. Websites, Tinder, I, I stuff. I couldn't do it. I, I yeah, do I've it. tried. It's like, I can't. You've got this wall between you, so you're not engaging like in front hand. Sorry, I'm just, it's giving me so much anxiety. It was too as well. much for me. Yeah. I know a lot of people have success with it, but I've tried it multiple times. It's not for me. I'm with you, girl. So if I'm going to meet a life partner, I need to take part in life more. Mm -hmm. And that means exposing myself to different people. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that I'm going to do that this year is by saying yes to more social events. Because yeah. a lot of times I'll get invited to things mm -hmm. and I'll decide that I'd rather just stay home with my dog and, you know, binge watch Netflix. <laughs> but yeah. I need to get out there. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I consider you pretty outgoing as a person. But I mean, yeah, I definitely have seen you had your moments be like, I need to just, I need to take a nap. I need to cuddle up with Rex. I need to just... I, I, I just need my, my me time. I but totally I, isolate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way too. Uh, there are times when I'm just overwhelmed with like, I just need to reclude into my little shell and just, you know, have some, maybe a Diet Coke if I'm feeling like it and then just putting on YouTube and like watching Shane Dawson or Dan and Phil <laughs> or Smosh Games. I re I, it's, You're such a millennial. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I like YouTube. It's better than reality TV. <laughs> Fair enough, but you know, <laughs> you are talking to somebody who has a reality TV. That's that. No, that is true. You do. You do have reality TV show that's coming out. Be on the lookout for that. <laughs> okay, so what are your relationship goals this year, Chelsea? Uh, um, as you can see, I'm so confident in talking about this category, but I'll try to get through it. Um, so my broad goal is that I do want to be in a relationship with someone. I do. I do want that. Um, but the thing with me is that I wanted to be with someone that, you know, the cheesy, loving, caring, obviously, but it wanted to be with someone that I am completely vulnerable with and can totally be myself around with and be comfortable with 24-7. Because um, if you can't tell by my voice, I haven't dated much. I'm not that much of a dater. It's not my thing. I don't like to date just to date. I'm someone that if I'm interested in you, I will physically put time in and I'll be like hey uh, like maybe like you want to build that friendship first yes I do go the friendship route which which will lead to some sad stories if we get right, to that podcast it does lead later. to the friend zone <laughs> exactly but the thing is I value that relationship and trust bond because I've had some experiences not horrendous but I've had some times where something didn't go the right way or I got very very uncomfortable and I just it's made me put a little bit of a distrust towards men, especially those that are that look towards me. And the first thing that maybe they think of is, you know, sexy or whatnot. Cause, ugh, I, I'm not used to viewing myself as sexy. I'm just not that kind of person. I mean, I started as an actress and a model, so I love being told that I'm sexy. <laughs> But, which is good which is good for you I just am not used to like hearing that or like you know being catcalled or like when I'm on the dance floor at a club if I'm with some friends and they'll like, pull my waist in and start grinding me without asking my permission Ugh, like seriously ask permission first before you do anything guys if you wonder why some women don't like you maybe you need to ask permission first sorry side rant getting over it anyway I just you know I just have had some things that made me feel a little bit more distrustful towards men that view me in that way and yes I may have some highest standards and that you know I want them to kind of you know be open and kind of build the friendship first before actually dating it's just 
it's it's definitely one of the areas that I somewhat lack in. And also... So what's the goal then? The goal, um, well, the broad goal, you know, be relationship, all that stuff, yada, yada. The any So year you goal, do want a relationship. I you're do. Just... Yeah, it's just the, either the timing has either been like... I'm not interested in the person, or if I am interested in the person, they they fall in love with someone else. That's a sad story for another day. It's happened twice, actually. And then... Um, Friend zone. Yeah, no, definitely. It's what it is. It'll be so fun when we get there. But uh, then, uh, so I do want a relationship. It's just going to take a little time to find that person in that right time. And then I think for in a year, I do want to kind of... I don't want to necessarily lower that guard, but I want to be more open, I guess, talking to men and kind of, you know, being open in like maybe in a bar or public situation. Practice makes perfect. Exactly. And kind of be more open to, you know, talking with guys and around that area and that topic about dating and whatnot. But still, if you're going to be a dick, I'm, I'm not going to, sorry, you're, I'm pushing you away. I'm moving over. I'm going to be grabbing Amy's hand and pretending that she's my lover. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this has happened more than on one occasion. Uh, so much so that we actually have nicknames. So, yes, we do. Um, everyone, meet Chelsea, my lipstick. <laughs> and everyone, meet Amy, who is my butch. <laughs> and please, nobody take offense to this. It no, is please, just, don't. These are terms of endearment that we have for each other and the roles exactly. that we tend to play when we're out there yeah. in the world. Yeah, for those that don't know, lipstick is the more feminine term for a lesbian and butch is the more kind of like those that more act masculine. masculine. Energy. Exactly. So I yeah. personally am bisexual and when Which I am a beautiful in a rela- thing indeed. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and when I am in a relationship with a woman, I tend to take on the more masculine role. Mm-hmm. And when I am in a relationship with a man, I take on the more fem- feminine role. So mm-hmm. it was just perfectly natural for me when uh, Chelsea <laughs> would grab me and pull me towards her, asking me with her eyes to save her from whatever guy was whatever making creep. feel her uncomfortable and trying to talk her up and, you know, hit on her. It was real easy for me to throw my arms over her shoulder, take her under my wing and make them realize that she wasn't available. Yeah, like, I got you, girl. Like, I got you. And we'd, like, snuggle and whatnot. I remember, I think there have been two occasions where someone has tried to, like, talk us up both and then lean towards me. Mm-hmm. I I snuggle up with Amy, hold her hand like we're a couple, and then literally in, like, a minute, they walk off because they're just like oh, okay, this is this is the, my life now. <laughs> this is the situation. She's not having it. So so ladies, although this is not the best way to meet guys and yeah. get in a relationship, mm-hmm. it is effective for getting rid of the wrong guys. Except for those guys that are into that thing, which we haven't encountered yet. No, so and then you just got to lean on the more butch of the two to make them realize that they will never be invited ha. into the circle of trust. Yes, the, the circle of trust. That's kind of my issue right now i have like a very very big like small circle of trust around me like who do i bring in i don't know but yeah okay there's room for more than just me and kevin in the circle (laughs) kevin is her best friend kevin is my best friend hi kevin how you doing and he's 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 he would agree that i'm not the best at dating whatsoever (laughs) but yes um so yeah that would be my thing to be a little bit more open so chelsea it sounds like you and i have Similar year goals. Yeah. You want to learn how to kind of open up that circle of trust and be able to talk to guys more. Yeah. I just want to go out and meet more people and widen my potential net of finding a future partner. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like we have we have like date night every week or something. <laughs> 
don't know sorry, about sorry. every week. I'm sorry. And it I'm won't sorry. be date night because not remember, date night. Yeah. that's no. not how we're going to No, I'm sorry. Partners. I'm going back into the whole lipstick butch thing. I'm sorry. What I meant to say <laughs> is that we're going to have more social outings together yes. that might be related into that category. Yes. Oh, we'll have oh, to try okay. new things and go different okay. places. Which I think will fit into some of the other things that we've set up for later down the road, too. So, yeah, that's uh, in a year. So, the next category that we have is health and wellness. So, Amy, what about you? What are your broad and in a year goals? Uh, my broad goals for health and wellness is I want to live up to my potential. What I mean is I want to live up to the potential I have for flexibility, endurance. I want to maintain good health. So... I have always been a very active person mm-hmm. and I was a dancer for a long time, but I had spinal surgery nine years ago. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of things I couldn't do for a long time. And I worked really hard to get my body back up to the point where I could do them. Mm-hmm. But now I need to kind of refocus. So my goal this year is I want to get a consistent workout routine so I can Mm. improve my flexibility Mm -hmm. and I also want to lose 10 pounds. (laughs) I know it seems like a silly goal. Everybody wants to lose 5 pounds, 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. But for me, I have never set an actual weight goal for myself. Okay. I have been really lucky. I have a pretty fast metabolism. So, but I know as I got to my, you know, my late 20s and my early 30s, your body changes. It doesn't hold things the same way as it Uh used to. It doesn't process things the same. And so this year, since I am trying to set a very strong goal for my workout routine, Mm -hmm. I might as well set a goal to lose 10 pounds to get back down to the range that I want to be in. Ah, well, I mean, if you ever have some free time, I might be able to help you with some of those uh, those consistent workouts if you want to come <laughs> if you want to come boxing with me if that's something that you want to do. Let me work up to that with the okay. member endurance is no, one of the that things. is true. Yeah, yeah, and my flexibility is mm-hmm. what I what I really need to work on right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but I will say the fast metabolism. I think there's only other one other person that I've met that has a faster metabolism. She was one of my best friends growing up in high school. She's very sweet, but for somehow she could eat whatever the hell she wanted and stay like a toothpick thin. Like she had like donuts, she had chocolate, she had Reese's Pieces, she had everything in her kitchen and she could eat it all and she would still be very skinny. So it was a little hard with that, especially with um, kind of with that. Uh, But I mean, she's a lovely person. She's fantastic. She's still doing really well, by the way. She got married uh, about a year ago. So yeah, people with a fast metabolism, we get a bad rap. Everybody looks at us and goes, oh God, why can't I eat like you? But it's not not easy for them either. No, it's not. And it's even worse for us when our body does change and that metabolism is not what it used to be. Yeah, no, I have another friend that actually um, just... Not just, but for the last four years, um, she maybe four or five. I don't remember how long, but she got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. So Ooh. she, yeah, so she had to completely change her diet and what she ate because with hypothyroidism, what happens is that you the amount of calories that you take it's doubled in your body, so you tend to like swell up and you gain fat more easily. Well, as high, uh, hyperthyroidism is that you lose weight. So she had hypo, so she had to change her diet so much in order to kind of get to where she wanted. And she worked really, really hard for it. So yeah, she might be a good person to bring in for when we get to like health goals related. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So Chelsea, what are your health and wellness goals? So recently it's been only the last couple of months that I've been taking my health into account uh, more seriously than before. 
in, in, in all my life, um, I probably, I don't want to say I was like the least active of my family, but it was, I was definitely not the one that was focused on, you know, exercise and getting healthy. It was more of like creative work and school and getting all that stuff done. And so it never really was, um, ingrained in my memory or it didn't make it like a big thing for me. And this last couple months when I asked my parents if I could take some time off of the temp gigs to focus on writing and UCLA and um, everything else that was going on, they said, okay, we want you to make health a more priority because they've gotten more into watching health documentaries and kind of put it, what being more aware of what you put in your body. So I was like, yeah, sure. And so I've recently been getting into that journey of um, – being more healthy. I mean, I had done aerial for the last year or so, aerial arts. They're basically like, you know, Cirque du Soleil people that are up in the air with the silks or the hammocks and whatnot. I do a form of aerial yoga and also aerial dance. So I've been doing that for the last year. But recently I have taken up boxing for the last couple months. Oh, how fun. It is. It is. I feel like I do want to die every single time. I'm not going to lie. But I feel like it's really helped with building my endurance whatsoever. And especially at the last like few seconds when you're punching the hell out of that bag and just getting all your anger out while you're screaming, it's really exhilarating. So I think broad, I would love to, you know, build up on that endurance and build up on that flexibility to kind of be able to tackle more bigger goals or bigger activities, maybe like really long hikes up to the top of a mountain or be able to transition from a low hammock, which is where I'm at, to a high hammock. But in the year, uh, I think one of the flaws that I have is my diet. That is one of the things that I definitely know I need to work on because even now I am very much aware of what I put in my body and I am working on it, but there every once in a while I get cravings. You're such a sucker for in and out I am, yes. That I am working on that though. I know that is my flaw. Here's the thing. I grew up in the East Coast. I McDonald's was really kind of the only place that you would go a lot. Yeah, they don't my have as there. many fast food restaurants on the East Coast. Yeah, no. There would be McDonald's and, you know, like Dunkin' Donuts and other things like that. I think Five Guys was like the closest to like a better burger. So when I got here and I discovered In N Out. It's become one of my favorite burgers. It just tastes really good. But I'm also one of those weird people that I only like, if I get a cheeseburger, I only like cheese and meat and lettuce and bun and that's it. No tomato, no mayo, no onion, nothing. So I feel like because I do that, I can cheat with a little bit more, but it's still so no, too fat. No, you can cheat less with it because you're skipping things like the tomato. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really should. So I am such a sucker for in and out I'm more of a salty over sweets, though sometimes I have sweets craving like the other week I think I accidentally not accidentally I bought the like frosted pink cookies from like Aunt Loft House that you get at the bakery store they're just loaded in sugar but it's just like, they're uh, so good though why they are, are they so good I know and they're so bad for you have you seen that new app Noom I have and I've like downloaded it but I just I haven't taken the plunge to to dive in so Noom, <laughs> as I understand it, Noom will offer you like health and wellness like advice based on what your cravings are. So if you say really? you're craving something salty, you know, instead of reaching for a bag of potato chips, mm-hmm. you know, you tell it, oh, I want potato chips. And it's supposed to give you a recipe for something that will fulfill that salty need, but be healthier oh, for you. Oh, that, that would be super helpful because then I could cut out the cravings of when I'm wanting popcorn or maybe even like sugar cookies. Right, right. Like it's definitely something we're checking out. No, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'll 
I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out when I got a moment. When I got a hot second. When you got a hot second? When I got a hot second, Oh, girl, you need to have 20 hot seconds. It's for your health, girl. <laughs> but yeah, my, my, uh, my in-a-year goal would be definitely to improve my diet. So that way I don't have those cravings and that I can, you know, instead of being hangry and be like, oh, I need to get something. I'm just going to go to In-N-Out. Maybe hold off and be able to go. Um, I actually, it's, I don't know how other people feel about this, but I recently kind of did a little trick for popcorn instead. Okay. Um, so yeah, popcorn's pretty healthy as long as it doesn't have butter on it. it. The thing is, I do like butter on my popcorn. So recently what I've been doing is I've been taking, because I accidentally got raw almonds instead of the salt cover almonds, which I know the raw almonds are better, but I'm a, I'm a salty girl. <laughs> Fair enough. Lots Literally of and love the salt. I had an ex who used to say he was going to buy me a salt lick for Christmas. That's that little cube that goes in a bird's cage that they like put their beaks on because it's salty. Yeah. My dad would always, when I was younger, say, do you want eggs with your salt? Do, yeah. He would literally say that. Do you want, do you want your steak with your salt? Because like, that's how much I love salt. It's gotten better over the years, but still I'm a little bit of a salty girl. Anyway, so what I do now sometimes is I'll take a handful of almonds, I'll drizzle them in olive oil, mix it up, and then I'll put sea salt on top. I put them in the microwave for about a minute, minute and a half. So you're doing toasted almonds. Toasted almonds until it pops and it smells like popcorn. It oh. actually smells like popcorn. And even though you're eating it, and it kind of has a little bit of that taste and flavor of popcorn. But right. it's still got the almonds and the olive oil and the sea salt. Because the olive oil is kind of taking the place of the butter. Exactly, it's giving yeah. you that that richness. Yeah, and with almonds, it's a little healthier than popcorn kernels. So, and it also True. smells like popcorn. And then for me, almonds uh, help me, you know, if I feel hungry, they make that hunger go away a little bit more. The, the, that's that kind of nut that helps me regarding that if I'm See, Cheez-Its and Slim Jims. That's my trick for if I need to stave off my hunger for a little bit. <laughs> Not the healthiest, but effective. Yeah, no, exactly. Me, it's like I need either meat or I need some sort of like carb. So I'm tr- I try to go to almonds, but then I just like, okay, Hence I need some the Cheez-Its and the, the Slim Jim. The Slim Jim is my protein <laughs> and the Cheez-Its are my carb and they're salty. I did recently get um, salami the other day and I cooked a few pieces as like a makeshift dinner along with like some whole grain pasta and it actually was not too bad. Like it relatively helped. Oh yeah, salami is a great one to throw in your pasta. Yeah, no, it's That and good. shrimp. Shrimp is so easy to throw mm, into your pasta at the end of the night. And like, you know, don't even get a pasta dressing. Just use like a salad dressing mm-hmm. on it. Oh my gosh, I want to go to bubblegum shrimp now. <laughs> so I'm going to get into our next topic, which for me is future family. Mm-hmm. Um, family is really important to me. I My broad goal is, is I want to buy a house and I want to have kids. Kids mm-hmm. are super high on my list. I, I have to be a mom. <laughs> have to. You'll be a great mom. I, I can already tell. She's, oh, she's like... Thank you. She's like hostess whatsoever what was that story that you were telling me that your your co-workers were like I oh. didn't see her as a mom but this so, other person was like you don't know Amy so one of the stores I worked at a lot of my co-workers were talking in the break room and they said did you know Amy wants kids and like I can't believe she wants kids she seems so career driven and one of our co-workers who was also my roommate she said oh you don't see Amy at home Amy is Little Miss Susie Homemaker. She is going to be driving the soccer mom van, doing the bake sale, crafting all sorts of crazy holiday decorations on the weekends. Like, she was born for this. And I I was. I totally see it. Absolutely born for this. Now, I I am a career woman. I do want a career. Mm -hmm. But kids are a must in my future. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's why my broad goal is that I want to buy a house and have kids. Mm-hmm. I have been through about three long-term relationships now that I thought were going to be leading to, you know, getting engaged and getting married and, you know, having a family. Mm-hmm. And when those relationships fell apart, each time I was started like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I have to start all over again. Oh, boo-boo, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to call you boo-boo. It's just, it's natural. I'm 34 now, so I'm no spring chicken. You don't look a day over 27. Oh, I thank you. You're welcome. But it is going to become much more important to me if kids are a priority for me and if I want to have them have my own children, mm-hmm. i got to get a move on. Yeah. And so I had to do a lot of thinking over the last two years and decide that kids are more important to me than the relationship is. Mm-hmm. So that's where buying a house comes in. Yep. That... Um, I feel like if I do not find the right partner to have children with and I choose to do it on my own, Mm -hmm. I think if I do it on my own, I mean, not only is that already really hard and a financial strain, but if I don't buy a house before I have kids, I probably will never be able to afford one. Yeah, that makes sense. So my goal is to buy the house first and then to have kids. The house also serves a dual purpose. Yeah. So my parents are 67 and 70. Mm-hmm. They want to retire soon. And I've known my entire life that it's going to be me, not my brother, who mm-hmm. uh, is taking care of them in their later <laughs> years. Okay. So this house I buy is going to have an in-law apartment. So okay. when mom and dad retire, mm-hmm. they can move into the in-law apartment and they will be taken care of. That's adorable. Also built-in babysitters. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, like, if your house is close by to where I live... If I have the time, you know, if that does happen, sure, I'll, you know, I'll help out with the babysitting and whatnot. But yeah, no, that sounds like a very well thought out plan and whatnot. And just imagine having the house to yourself for a little bit of a while and just having all that space and just, sorry, I'm, what I'm going space? to. I'm going to have a kid. There's no, <laughs> no space. No, I mean, before you have the kid, you have the house and then you have some time before you have the kid. To well, kind of I'll have like, mom and dad in the, you know, in the yeah, basement. Mom, and <laughs> basement not even in the well, side apartment you were talking about you'll stuff no, them in the basement that'll never see the light of day chelsea and in-law apartment is usually down below the regular house okay it's not necessarily the basement but it is okay. the ground level oh okay okay Alrighty. yeah they're no. very popular on the east coast come on girl okay yeah no sorry i've, I've only been away for four years but I yeah my dad that. has given me a five-year time limit where he says he wants to retire (laughs) all right um and I was like okay dad I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna have the house in five years but (laughs) you can retire and I'll just send you money yeah if that's the case I'll help out with that no problem but just you know just give me a little bit longer for the house that way we can all be comfortable we all have our space and we can all live happily ever after as a family I'm starting to sound creepy I I apologize yeah don't make it creepy I love my parents (laughs) I know Um, I know you do I'm sorry But, you know, I'm hoping that once I am in the DGA, in the union for my job, that um, that will improve Mm -hmm. my financial status because I will be making more money. I will have work more consistently. Mm -hmm. So I should be able to save up for house, which leads me to my year goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your goal is not to run to the sperm bank and get a get a little sucker and planted. Good. A little off from that. Remember, we got to buy a house first. So your (laughs) goal is to improve my credit score. Mm-hmm. So I can work towards my goal of buying a house. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds legit. Sounds great. Sounds fabulous. Okay. <laughs> so tell me about your family goals, Chelsea. Yes. Um, 
so um, for me, um, because Amy and I do have an age difference, I am not looking for kids anytime soon. I'm very focused on my career and making that happen. And I've always been a little bit of like, should I do it? Should I not? Because I have friends that I have a friend that has two twin boys that are four years old and she's the same age as me. So she had them relatively young. But she loves them. She, you know, they're, they're her pride and joy. She's fabulous with them. She's a great mom. So I've just, because I've grown up with some people that, you know, get married, have kids. I'm like, like for kids especially, I don't know if it's something that I want. But I will say that when I went home for Thanksgiving break, I was with my immediate family. They invited their Scottish family friends over, lovely people. And they brought over their eight-month-old daughter. And I spent, Aww. yeah, she's so adorable. Really strong, too. Really, really strong. Like her slaps to your face when you're lying down. You're like, with oh her. wait, that hurts. Yeah, Stop. it actually really hurts. Like I think I might have actually got a little bruise from her. Anyway, so I spent most of the day like hanging out with her, feeding her a bottle, cuddling her, and whatnot. And from that experience, I I, I get it now. I enjoy seeing you know the smile, the smile that she gave from like me playing with her or like comforting her when she was crying and all that stuff. I see that joy and that's like, it makes me understand a little bit more why kids could be a goal. But obviously for me right now, it's not anytime soon because I'm very, I need to, I still have a lot of selfish needs. I want to, you know, take care of first. Like I want to travel. I want to be able to do big projects. I want to do all these things before actually settling down and having a family because that takes a lot of your time. There's a great quote by Sarah Silverman that says, I want kids when there's nothing else that I want more in life. And right now, I have other things. But it's it's now, like, somewhat in the area, just not right now. So I'm going to be talking more about family and relationships. I would say my broad goal would be to rekindle uh, relationships with family and friends that I have somewhat lost over the years, I will say. Because there are definitely some people in my life that were very close. And unfortunately, with time and being busy and other we grow apart and yeah we, no we don't find time for each other exactly like really one of my good friends i i haven't talked to him in like months or so and it's understandable because he he's now working a lot more than he used to which is great but it's just the paths are so different and he's just on different time crunches and so i've missed hanging out with him a lot and i really miss him i think i even sent him like a long email being like i miss hanging out i want us to do it together sometime soon it still hasn't happened yet, but he did respond and he said that he missed it as well, which is great. But then recently I also reconnected with another friend that I grew up with in Connecticut, where I'm from. We didn't go to the same school, but we bonded like the same day when we were in the seventh grade, swimming in the same pool, you know, with music and everything. And we grew up together. We went on trips together. She kind of is also like another sister that I never had before. And just recently, after like years of not talking to each other, we've been doing weekly FaceTime chats and I look forward to those so much because there are times when I'm like bursting into tears crying and I don't know what to do and like I'll talk with her and she'll help me get through it and then she'll do the, and then she'll do the same and I try to help her out as well. So kind of like being there for each other. It's like a weekly like therapy venting. Mm-hmm. And it's also just nice to see where people have been and what they're doing and catching up. And so broadly, I really want to try that with not just friends but with family members as well. So I think that ties into my in a year goal with maybe – with visiting my relatives more often. Because I have grandparents. But by the time this episode comes out, I, Christmas will all be passed. But the Christmas big plans were that going down to um, to Palm Springs, where my grandparents are, 
because they are not they don't do well with the cold so we're gonna go visit them and they've been living out there for a while and they always say oh Chelsea come down and see us come have some fun but I either will say like I'm too busy I have work or kind of don't make the time for it which makes me a bad grandchild (laughs) in a way and I feel bad and I'm also their only granddaughter on that side and so I really want to try to make an effort to see my relatives more uh, even if they're just uh, like not just here but also like back in the east coast I've been trying to make an effort to see my relatives there more when I get the chance to go back home because I don't see them so often. Well, I have your goal down because I am going to my first family reunion this summer. (gasps) Yeah! (laughs) I'm very excited. You're very excited. Is it going to be just like, is it going to be like immediate and then like the branch or are you going to get like the second tier and the third tier? Um, (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, it's for my mother's side of the family. Okay, yeah. And so it's, you know, so far in the conversation, it's a lot of the cousins. And so I'm sure it's going to branch out even further. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. When you have tons of cousins and it's just like, oh, catching up with everybody is great. Especially on my mom's side. I think I have 12 cousins, at least like 10. Hold on. I I can't count right now because it's going to take too long because I need deep concentration. But I at least... (laughs) Math's not her strong suit. Yeah. (laughs) I did relatively How many fingers am I holding? Six. If you don't, not, if, but if you don't count the thumb, it, no wait, no. If you don't count the thumb, it's four because she was holding two of her thumbs up. Sorry, it's true. It's thumbs very, are not fingers. Thumbs are not fingers. <laughs> Anyways, I think altogether on my mom's side, it's twelve cousins. So I'm one of twelve. So it's it's a lot, and I don't. Mm-hmm. And there's some that I haven't seen in a very very long time. So I think in my years to kind of make an effort to see my relatives more often than I have to, you know, reconnect and all that fun stuff. All right. Well, we have one goal left. Yes, we do. Personal growth. Okay. I'm excited about this category. So <laughs> I can tell from your voice. My personal growth, my broad goals is I want to maintain my involvement in activities that improve my quality of life and make me happy. I have a ton of interests and hobbies. Yes, you do. I play four instruments. I like video games. Mm -hmm. I paint. I make scrapbooks. I write poetry. And, you know, I do dancing. I do ballet. And I also am a trained fire dancer. And I've still yet to see that, by the way. You keep talking about it, and I've never seen it. That's because I have yet to find a fire jam here in Los Angeles. When I was living in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. I would go to one every week. I just Mm -hmm. found a new one, so we will be going soon. I'm going to train you to be my safety. Okay. That's Don't worry. It's easy. It's easy. You will it's not easy. go down in flames. I'm more likely to go down in flames. You're supposed to be there to put me out. But Okay. Okay. So I get to save the day of like, here I come to save the day. Exactly. So I have all these interests and hobbies. And over the years, I've, you know, had less and less time to devote to them. Mm-hmm. So last summer, I had my piano moved out from the East Coast. It was in storage yeah, for did. about 10 years. So I have my upright grand piano in my apartment now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a new guitar. I'm working on all of these steps to make my hobbies more accessible to myself. Mm-hmm. Like having the piano in the house has been amazing. I play piano probably for half an hour to an hour every single day. Oh, that's awesome. And my life is so much better having that back in my life. Mm-hmm. It helps me to unwind at the end of the day. It helps with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it's it's time for just me. 
That's that's awesome. That's and great. it's important for us to, especially in our crazy, super busy world where everything has to be right right now and everybody needs something from us all the time, we need to make sure we take out time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So my personal growth goals are really focused around that. So like I said, I moved out my piano. I got a new guitar. I'm taking all of these. I found a fire jam to go to. Mm-hmm. I'm taking all of these steps to make my hobbies more accessible to myself. So now the only person standing in my way from doing them and taking that me time is me. Mm-hmm. So this year, my year goal is to make that time to participate in more of my hobbies. That's great. So That's we're really definitely going to be going to a fire jam soon. Yes. You know, I can't wait. I'm going to buy new needles for my turntables. So <laughs> I'm taking time out this year to make sure that. I participate in the things that make me happy. That's great. No, that's awesome to hear. I think that's something that everybody should have a little bit because I'm I juggle with a bunch of hobbies or whatnot, and sometimes I'm like, what do I focus on? I don't know. Again, with the overstimulation. I mean, I will say, kind of recently because of the health thing, boxing has helped a lot with my stress, my mentality, my emotions. Like, mm-hmm. keep them all in balance because I'm I'm on an emotional roller coaster a lot of the time. I don't know if roller you can tell. Coaster. Roller coaster ride. If you can't tell from my voice and my expressions, I go high and low and all that. So with um, and that was very reflect- reflective of my emotions. But with boxing and actually pushing myself in that exercise, it's helped keep that in balance. Okay. So, so, so my turn. Yeah, your turn. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your personal growth goals. Okay. So broad goals for me regarding personal growth. I think for me, it's more the focus on, in a way, self-love and not self-loathing. I am um, pretty sure people can relate, but I have had moments of not only anxiety, but depression and all that. And I think the main biggest enemy I have is with myself because I have what I like to call inner demons. And yeah, I think everybody's got some sort of version of that. Yeah. For some of us, though, it is more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I've been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, yeah. you know, for most of my life. So mm-hmm. I completely understand where you're coming from with yeah. that. Yeah, with me specifically, what happens is that, like, if I... Because I think what's rooted with the inner demons is like disappointment from others or not like, you know, doing what other people want or things like that. Or like not even doing what I wanted to do. Like you were supposed to do all this, 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 and you never got it done. So when I'm in that like beating myself down at mode, my inner demons will take over and they will spiral me down further into this like depression hole. And I will feel very much alone and that I have nobody and that I there's nobody I can connect to and that I just like I can't do anything like like why am I even trying so (laughs) so I yeah that's the challenge it really is it's like we need to be building ourselves up not tearing ourselves down the world tears us down enough Mm -hmm. we don't need to help it no but it's so easy to do it it is so easy yeah no I think I read somewhere that 10 positive compliments equal the same amount of like energy or like how much it affects someone to one negative comment. So like think of that as like you need like 10 positive comments to help you feel better after one bad comment. Wow. Yeah. 
That, uh, yeah, that's okay, it's that so, effective. So, so the next time you are calling me or texting me and you've got some negativity going on, yeah. I need to be texting you. <laughs> I love you. You're amazing. Um, I like your hair. Um, I like your writing. I need to not stop until I get to 10 Get to 10. <laughs> Okay. Yes, that'll be noted. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't want you to have to do that. And also, that's the other thing. I I feel weird, you know, asking sometimes for help or like reaching out to people when I'm through that when I'm at that period because I don't want to bother them with my own you know insecurities or when I'm down like that because I don't want to like be a botherer and like. Well, annoy you gotta people. remember is like when you call people, you know, first of all, everybody would want you to reach out for help. Yeah, no, that's you know, very true. when you're struggling with something, you should reach out for help. But also, don't think about it as bothering somebody because a lot of times we're in our own heads with our own shit yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So having somebody else call us, it gets our minds off of where we're spiraling down. Yeah, and gets us to focus on something else. Mm-hmm. So you can end you can end up making both yourself and the person you're talking to feel better just by having the conversation. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that I'm trying to do a little bit more with, like rekindling and. Um, doing that with also with friends or whatnot to be able to get out of my head and not be in this like little depression state when I do get upset or I do beat myself up for not getting something done on time or when you know I'm not like I've disappointed someone in a project or whatnot so I think for me it's to kind of um, not let my inner demons win get out of my head be more like adaptable in the situation and just kind of go with the flow and like be fearless and prevail Ha! For the broad. (laughs) And I think to help with that in a year goal, I think what will help is actually, you know, trying new things. I don't know if I would be able to do it because I originally was thinking like every single day, but it could be something little. Like maybe I'll take this different path or maybe I'll walk instead of like um, drive someplace, like to go to a shop nearby or something. Maybe I will cook something new maybe I will try a new side hobby or maybe I'll reach out to just change your routine exactly like a little bit it doesn't have to be something big like something little like do something little for maybe every single day or at least one big one throughout the week to kind of get out of my head and kind of like let my brain experience new things that are going on and kind of let that occupy um the negative stigma I can have in my head Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not make room for the voices of the demons mm-hmm. to have time to chit chat around the coffee table. Exactly. Let's fill that up with something different. Let's fill it up with the raven a party instead. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I think I can make arrangements for that. Okay, so now we have gone over our broad goals and our year goals in those five categories. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got a really strong start okay. to what we're going to be doing for the rest of the year. Okay. Yeah. So we have one more segment, right? Yes. Yes, we do. We do have one more segment, and that is where we like to do a mini challenge. Dun, dun, dun. So um, this is for our challenge or mini goals, um, as I like to call them. We had Chelsea and I had a lot of conflicting opinions about this. Yes, we did. I want to keep everything really focused on my hashtag life goals. And because, as Amy said, I'm a millennial, I watch the YouTube, I see people do the challenges, I wanted to make it entertaining and fun in some way. But collaboration, honestly, is the key to make something really great. So we collaborated and we came up with some sort of compromise. Yes, we did find a compromise. For the challenge, we each have to commit to doing something, either separate or together, Mm -hmm. before the next episode. But... 
that something does not have to necessarily relate back to one of our core goals. Yes, it could be something that either we talked about in the episode or something that we're just like nagging on each other to do something, which... (laughs) It'll give Chelsea a chance to indulge in more of the fun stuff that she wants to try or experience. Um, (laughs) But... So that she'll have a little bit more freedom with it because it's not tied to our core goals. Mm -hmm. But the trade-off is that if we fail to meet our challenge goal, the other person will assign us a movie to watch and report back on. Now, this does tie to our core goals. Yeah, yeah, because it ties to our film careers because we're both in the entertainment industry. We're caught in this black hole of creativity. That's right. And so the idea is that if we're signing, say I sign Chelsea a movie, it should be a movie that I think she needs to see as a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Especially because she's a writer, I might want to assign her something where the writing is spectacular. And I can't believe she hasn't seen it. Or I might suggest to Chelsea that she, I might assign her to watch a movie that has really shaped my personal creative aesthetic. Something that really shows her either why I want to be a filmmaker or mm-hmm. what the films I make, the kind of look I want them to have. Exactly. And then I'm if Amy, if I talk about something and Amy doesn't know what I'm talking about, I might assign her one of the new millennial movies so that way she gets on track. Sorry, I just <laughs> a little bit of choking there. But yeah, I would basically kind of do the same regarding that, though I'm guessing based on kind of how I'm very hesitant and I have a little anxiety of trying new things that... I might have the lower end of doing stuff, but this is what we're doing. This is what we're going to challenge ourselves to do. It's the challenge. And you know, we all have blind spots too. We tend to watch the same things or we're into the same types of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And as people who work in the industry, if we want to be able to write and produce and direct for the masses, we need to have a more rounded film education. Yes. And I personally have like a list of like over a hundred of each of the movies and the TV shows and even like anime and all that fun stuff. But at the same time, I just want to go home at the end of a long day and cuddle up on my couch and just watch repeats of YouTube because I'm a YouTube alcoholic as And I well. sit at home and watch Law and Order. <laughs> so, but it is very important to kind of be adapted to, um, it's kind of important to be able to ingest some of the new media that's coming in or this new old media in the past in terms of films and whatnot to kind of round up our education and kind of how we could apply our own creativity to that industry. Like I just saw the trailer for Dumpling for Netflix and I'm actually intrigued to see that movie. So that sounds really cool. I haven't heard of that movie. I'm going to have to look it up. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's got Jennifer Aniston and a, and a girl named Danielle McDonald who was uh, in Patty Cakes, okay. the movie. The one that was about the Jersey yes. girl that was a rapper. So Yes. Yeah. She, I love her. She's great. So, Chelsea, what are you challenging yourself to this week? If I really want to take this freelance editing thing seriously, I need to start promoting myself more. So I think I'm going to go and get finally get business cards made so that way I can start like giving them oh, out. I, <laughs> I still can't believe you don't have business cards. Uh, uh, girl, what are you always, doing? Yeah, you're always nagging at me to get business cards. And I'm like, I'm okay. sorry, I don't have the time. Go to Vistaprint. Vistaprint. Got Vistaprint. it. Vistaprint. They do great work. They've Vistaprint. always got a sale going on. And that's where I get all of my printing needs mm-hmm. done. Definitely go to Vistaprint. And yes, I can't wait to see your new business cards. Yes. And then, okay, Amy, your turn. What's your goal or challenge? So at the time that this airs, I'm going to be out of town with family. Mm-hmm. So by the time we come back for the next episode, my goal is I have a film that I did in college. And mm-hmm. I had big plans to sell it to an educational distributor. 
I created educational materials to accompany it so it can be Mm -hmm. used as a lesson plan in schools. Mm -hmm. And life got in the way. I got busy with OPP, which is other people's projects. And it's just (laughs) Or OPS, which is other people's shit. (laughs) Yeah. But in film, we call it OPP, other people's projects. Yeah, OPP, yeah. So... I have been preparing, I've revamped the educational materials. I am no longer seeking an educational distributor for it because it's been so long. Um, I just want to make it out and available. Mm -hmm. So my goal by the next time we see each other is it needs to be live on my website and available for purchase along with the educational materials. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, checking that all on the list there. Available on the website, available for purchase. Yes. Yes, and my hope is that some teachers will stumble across it and like it and see the value in it and use it in their classrooms. Yeah, no, that's that sounds like a sounds like a very good goal. So yeah, I'm going to hold you to it so that we can watch that next time that we see each other. Okay, for sure. And then I'll make sure I, send, I give you a copy of my business cards. Yes, please. Yes. Okay, so okay. we're set up. Yeah, we're, 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 we're set, set up for life. We've got yes. our five broad goals. Yes. We're set up for the year. We have uh-huh. our five-year goals. Okay. And we're set up for the week. We have our mini challenge goals. Yes, we do. Um, so what's left? What's we got to wrap up the show, girl. Oh, oh, is it that time already? It is that time oh, already. Oh, I've been having so much fun. I know. <laughs> Please join us next week yes. as we talk about, about hashtag sad hustles. Oh, yeah. This that, is going to be great. All those little side odd jobs that you take so that you can pay rent, that's what we're going to be talking about. So if you don't have a side hustle, but you think you might need one, this is definitely going to be a good episode for you. You're going to hear about what we've tried, what's worked, what hasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a side hustle, please tweet us about it. If you have an interesting side hustle that we haven't thought about or one that (laughs) should totally be on our list to try, Mm -hmm. we want to hear about it. Yes. So the way that you can help us with um, talking about those side hustles or if there are any other like... Hashtag life goals that you think we should talk about. You can reach us out. We have a Facebook and a Twitter. They're both Life Goes Pod, P- capital P O D at the end. Mm-hmm. So feel free to reach out with any you know questions you might have, with any other topics you want us to discuss, or if you just want to say hi, because you know we're just starting fresh. We're on this big new journey. Um, one of us is a little scared, but you know what? We're gonna <laughs> and go I want to hear about interesting and weird side hustles. Yes, please. There are some kooky ones out there, so I want to see what our listeners have experienced. Yes, and maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about them on the show. Yeah, hopefully yeah. so. So join us next week for Hashtag Side Hustles. And we're so looking forward to having you join us listen to us discuss maybe argue a little bit but go through this incredible hopefully life-changing journey as we discuss and go through the journey of hashtag life goals thanks so much for listening guys and we can't wait to bring you the next episode have a good day all right later guys bye